Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Midwest Madness. I'm Danielle. I'm Emily. And I sound like a man today. You do sound like a man. I had a lot of yelling in the last two days for some meets and... I mean, I was at a concert last night and I sound (laughs) just fine. I'm also an old woman, okay? (laughs) I never lose my voice though. Like when I was younger, I used to try to like scream and lose my voice and I never lost my voice. Really? Yeah. Weird. Weird that I used to try to lose my own voice. Both. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those things are weird. (laughs) I feel like if Brittany listens to this, she'll know because it was like her backyard we used to scream in. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I can't say I'm surprised, but I don't know. It's like as I've gotten older, my voice has done this more. So I apologize for sounding kind of like a man. I'm not, but you know. It is what it is, I guess. Yep. Okay. You know what? Oh, I was going to... That was really Sorry. Mention um, the Drew update. Oh, yes, please. On that Drew case. Yeah, please do. Did you read the article? Um, I think so. It was like a week ago at this point already. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I did. I just don't remember. Killer. I know he's off death row for sure. Yes. I don't know if they vacated... Don't remember if they vacated the whole sentence or I don't just took him off death row. I don't... I'm going to look right now. I think they just took him off of death row. And wasn't it because um, they found him mentally unstable enough to be considered... Throwing out the death sentence conviction um, of the slaying of Drew. Um, misleading testimony from medical examiner... examiner and limitations on mental health evidence had violated Alfonso Rodriguez Jr.'s constitutional rights. He ordered a new sentencing phase be conducted. So, okay, so there's... sounds like there he's not he's still convicted, but they're gonna redo his sentencing. Yeah. Yep, I think that's right. I think that sounds right to me. Which I mean, that sucks, but hopefully. He still stays behind bars for the rest of his life. I would be absolutely shocked if he didn't. Mostly yeah. because he was like, this was like his third offense. And he's like a, if, from what I remember, he's like a level three sex offender. Which means that like, he's offended and he will absolutely offend again. It looks like um, the judge wrote, quote, Well, it is beyond question that Rodriguez abducted and murdered so Sorry, her name is definitely Swedish. Shadeen. Shodeen. Shadeen. S-J. Yeah, Shadeen. Drew Shadeen. Oh, okay. The evidence now in the record has led the court to conclude that errors were made that violate the United States Constitution, such that due process demands a new penalty phase trial be held, end quote. So, okay. I guess we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. So, now we have three cases in mind that we have to keep an eye on, because... Hopefully the Cindy Yetis one will get yeah. started here. I thought next that was mo- October. Yeah, right? next month. Yeah. But this is the last time we're recording for both September. I did the I did like the counting. So you have a September, I have a September. And then and, I have one more September. Yep. Yeah, and, and then, then I'm the first October. October. Yeah. Yeah. I was afraid he was gonna I know. He's go see your mom. Being a little needy today. Hi buddy. Well he missed you. I know. I haven't seen him in three days. Okay. Um should I get into it? 
Yeah, let's do it. It's not going to be a super long one this week. This is one I've been wanting to do since the beginning, though. Okay. And so I just decided it was finally time. I also wrote this like two weeks ago, so. Wow, so you're like ready to rock and roll. Yeah, I'm very ahead on my podcast episodes right now. Do you have two ready to go, like another one ready to go too? Yeah. And I have the mini. Oh, that's right. You did the mini for this month. Perfect. So we can do this one in the mini today and we can release the mini on Friday. Yeah, sounds good to me. Cool. All right. So... Um, I'm sure you can guess what I'm about to do. Give me a hint. A disappearance. Oh, I see. Okay. But to be fair, I, I thought we you have meant not like done what, one since like June, I want to say. I thought you meant like what case I was oh, going to no, do. No. And I was like, I don't know. You've told me nothing. No, I'm but, going uh, okay, I back to the disappearances. Okay. I gave you guys a good break. So oh, uh, yeah, you did a good break. And I really, really wanted to do this one. So I just figured it was. Is this about time um, is this one still in the midwest Cause yeah I'm, okay because i know you had talked about one that you wanted to do that was oh yeah no this so, is not okay um this is the disappearance of brian schaefer the name sounds super i feel familiar. like once i get into it you'll recognize it yeah brian schaefer sounds super it's familiar. a pretty popular case i'm gonna look and see if it's on my list because that keeps happening <laughs> but go ahead i think i told you i wanted to do this one okay. from the beginning though um, okay. okay, so our story takes place at the Ohio State University, which is located in Columbus, Ohio. I do have this one on my list. Oops. I just took it off. It's fine. Now, Columbus is the state capital of Ohio. It's a pretty decent sized city with a population of around 906,000 people. That is in 2020. Okay. Columbus is known for its great craft beer, good food, and cute little suburbs. Um... Clovis isn't uh, without its fair share of problems, though. There's a huge opioid epidemic in Columbus, and drug-related crime can be pretty high. Um, I looked at crime in Columbus during the month of June and July. Um, so, obviously, I wrote this in August, so yeah. I hadn't looked at August. Sorry. Okay. But um, the most crime focused around robbery, assault, and something called menacing, which is like threats basically okay okay so like give me your wallet or i'll kill you yeah okay or like if you do this i'll kill you know what i mean yeah um now our crime takes back place back in 2006 actually i don't even know if it's really a crime so our story i should say okay back in 2006 at the end of march um so i tried to go back and see like crime looked like around then the closest i could get was um 2009 okay there are 104 murders 586 rapes 3646 robberies 1612 assaults and 14816 burglar burglaries and 30882 thefts i don't know what the difference between robbery burglary and theft is um so one of them and the only reason i know this is because of the tv show psych (laughs) Um, so it might not be 100% accurate, and I don't remember which is which is which, but it has to do with how you take the property. Okay. So, like, burglary, I think, is breaking and entering, like, and then taking stuff. Robbery. Robbery, I think, is... Like, um, person with, to person? Well, with um, threat, and then theft is something, like, without threat, or, okay. you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, okay. It's It's got to do with how the theft, or how the thing is taken from okay. the victim. The person. Yeah. Um, now, in 2006, they didn't, like, break it down, but I 
could find that um, Columbus's uh, national crime rate was double the than double the national average. Holy so crap. Columbus is it's a nice town. I lived there for two months, but it definitely has its seedier parts. I mean, but and it's a college town. I was gonna say, so. and most big towns do have yeah their sh- shadier areas or their like less safe areas because that's just kind of what happens yeah um now let's talk a bit about brian schaefer and who he was um brian was born on february 25th 1979 in pickering yeah i was like wait that sound does not sound right but it's right in pickerington ohio which is about 30 minutes from columbus he graduated college in 19 Yep, college in 1997 and decided to attend, um, maybe I meant he graduated high school in 1997 and decided to attend Ohio State University. Um, In 2004, he began um, medical studies at Ohio State School of Medicine. So he graduated with his bachelor's degree and then in 2004, he decided to study medicine. Brian loved hanging out with his friends, and he was a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Um, He was always willing to lend a helping hand if needed. He told people that his dream was to actually be in a band, but, you know, (laughs) he went to medical school instead. Well, and I mean, that's kind of like a lot of people's dream is to be famous. Right. Now, in 2006, he was in his second year of medical school. Um, he met Alexis Wagner. Oh, I, it just clicked. It just clicked with the story as yeah. I know the story. Yep. And, um, who was another second year medical student. The two quickly became a couple and many believed they were on track to get engaged very soon. I don't know why it was that he had started his second year of medical school that oh. it went, oh, I know, I know this. this story. Yeah. <laughs> Also, in early March of 2006, Brian and his family lost his mom to bone cancer. So, they kind of had been through a lot in a short amount of time. So, that was at the beginning of March. Our story takes end place on March 31st. Okay. Um, it was the night before spring break. So, it was a Friday night. Spring break was starting that, you know, that next week or whatever. Yeah. Um, was it? So it was set to start. Alexis and Brian were planning to head off to Miami for a spring break trip together the following Monday, which would have been April 3rd. Um, On this trip, it was rumored that Brian was actually going to propose to Alexis. So there was a lot of anticipation and excitement for the trip. Um, That makes this all so much sadder. I know. And it sounds like that brian's mom actually had like bought them this trip before she died Aww. so it was kind of like you know like a farewell present from mom yeah and, like him, big... it sounded like him and his mom are really really close that's oh. kind of why you went into the medical field too okay is because, because of his of, mom okay that makes sense um okay so that friday night march 31st brian had dinner with his dad randy and his younger brother Derek before deciding to head out to the bar with his old roommate, um, Clint Florence. He was just trying to kind of get his mind off of everything, and the two decided to hit up a popular bar called the Ugly Tuna Saluna, which I love <laughs> the name. That's great. Was um, that still there when you lived there? No, it closed in 2016. Okay, so yeah. you, like, missed it by, what, two, two years? years? Yep. 
Um, so this was located in the arena slash university district of Columbus. So it was like really close to campus. Okay. So probably pretty popular with students. Yeah. Very okay. popular. Um, now, because the bar was so close to campus and because it was the start of spring ba- break, I'm sure you can imagine the bar was pretty happening that night. Oh, I'm sure. The two men arrived around 9 p.m. Now, these guys were ready to blow off some steam. Not only had Brian just lost his mom in a super tragic way, but they also just had finished, like, midterms, too. You got to think of that aspect of it. And for medical school, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. I have a friend who's in medical school, and she's, like, constantly just swamped. Right. Um, Not around... At around 10 p.m., Brian and his girlfriend Alexis talked on the phone to confirm their travel plans for the next Monday. Um, Alexis had gone home to Toledo, Ohio to visit her parents for the weekend before she planned to reunite with Brian um, in Columbus for their flight to Miami. Um, For reference, Toledo is about two and a half hours away from Columbus. Okay. The two spoke for a short time. Brian told Alexis he loved her. Then they hung up the phone. Okay. Do you have a question? No. Okay. Uh, you looked like you were um, raising your hand at me. I know. I heard you. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so they were they were leaving. Sorry, I made you lose your spot. Yes, you did. My bad. Um, so that was the last time Alexis would ever hear Brian's voice. Hmm. After this, Brian and Clint decided to do a little bar hopping. They went over to an area called the Short North District to meet up with some of Clint's friends, um, one of them being a girl named Meredith Reed at another bar. Now, for those of you who aren't from Columbus, the Short North District is kind of a super fun, hip neighborhood that has a lot of shops, restaurants, and bars. Um, The website for the Short North District claims to be known as, quote, the art and soul of Columbus, end quote to describe it to you it's kind of like uptown oh okay if you're from the minneapolis area it's kind of like uptown um that's kind of how i would describe it it's a little bit cuter i would say like things are closer together you could kind of just like go down there and just like wander all day and like yeah dip into shops and kind of just see like what's going on and yeah okay cool pretty much okay um i would say it's like a little classier especially that classier than the bars that they were going to by campus but okay it it's not they're not super close to each other but they're not also they're not super far is it more like an adult version of like where they were before like you know how all the college kids go to one area and then like after you leave college you're like more of an adult so you start maybe i would scratch the uptown reference and switch it to grand avenue where some bars uh, are more like college but some are definitely more okay. upscale. And then there's a bunch of nice shops okay. and stuff. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Sorry for everyone who's not from <laughs> here. But it makes sense. I needed to give her a mental yeah, picture. It makes sense to Minnesotans for sure. Yeah. Um, so the two met up with Meredith. And after doing several shots, um, Meredith offered to drive them back to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Brian and Clint took Meredith up on her offer. At about 1.15 a.m., the three were seen on surveillance cameras riding up the escalator to the bar. So the bar was on the second floor of this building. I think that's so cool. And you needed to go up an escalator. I don't know why I've always just found that, like, so cool, but I just No, I could not 
figure out i tried to find like like the you can see video of this obviously and i tried to find photos of what the bar looked like before it closed i can't tell if this was outdoors or indoors i think it was indoors i do too because i don't think you can have an outdoor escalator in ohio in the winter no it'd probably be too cold but it's kind of hard to tell from from pictures that i have seen i feel like it's like almost in like an alcove or like a hallway like the escalator isn't it's in its own space yeah right and so it's like right inside the doors yeah and that's kind of what it looked like to me it's not right the bar is like literally right up on the top of the escalator yeah like there's nowhere else you can go yeah at the top of the escalator you can either go to the bar or you can go back, back down, down. Yeah. that's it there's okay. no like office spaces or anything like that around there that's it okay um okay and it also okay so i just mentioned only way in and out of the bar yep. is this escalator Shortly before 2 a.m., Brian is seen back outside the bar on the surveillance cameras talking to two young women who look to be about in their 20s. Um, Now on the cameras, it appears that Brian says goodbye to the two women and then walks back towards the bar. So he doesn't go down. Um, this was Okay, so this is on the second floor landing, right? Like right outside the front doors. When when you said outside the bar i thought you meant like on the sidewalk but no. they're they're still inside he has not gone down an escalator no. they literally, literally just, just walked, walked out. out of the bar door yep okay cool and then that is the last time brian is ever seen again okay At this, so they don't catch him coming we'll get to it okay at this point in the night, it was bar closed, so both Clint and Meredith tried to call Brian a few times to see where he went, but after the the calls went unanswered, the two had assumed that Brian had decided to head home by himself. Um, now on Saturday and Sundays, calls from Brian's dad, friends, girlfriend, and brother also went unanswered. Although this seemed a bit unusual, no one really seemed to be c- too concerned about this, Um I feel like if it, this was like a female, it would have been a lot different. Yeah. But the fact that it's a male, like, and I, it sounds like he didn't live too far from this bar either. It sounds like, like it was totally just logical that he could have just left and walked home by himself. Yeah. Which I don't think anyone would ever be like, oh, no, you need to walk with someone. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I feel like there's still that idea that like being a man makes it safer, which it, it, it does. does to a point yeah. but it's still not safe to just like dip and not tell anyone where you're going like still tell people where you're going you know yeah yeah like be like hey i'm going home and then someone can be like okay do you want me to bring you do you want to be dropped out like what do you want to do yeah. you want i even tell like all my dude friends like text me when you're home right so um now brian and alexis had planned to meet at the airport monday for their flight to miami so they don't live together no i don't believe so okay so although she was she thought it was a little weird she just assumed that she would see him monday but when monday morning came and brian didn't show up for his flight uh this is when alarm bells began to go off for friends and family brian was reported missing this day by his father Police began looking for Brian immediately. His car was found at his apartment building, which was within walking distance from the Ugly Tuna Saluna. 
Inside his apartment, they found his personal belongings, so he didn't look like he packed up anything and left. Um, they also checked his credit cards, bank statements, cell phone records, and saw that after the early morning of April 1st, so, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning, um, none of these had been used. When police went and checked surveillance footage from the bar, they could account for everyone who came into the bar and everyone who left the bar except for Brian. Now, this, remember, this is the only entrance. Yeah, this is the part that always... This doesn't make sense. ...gets me. I know. Yeah, because, like... How, okay, first of all, how can you account for every single person that walked in and out of that building on a busy night? Like, did you contact, like, every person that was at the bar that night? I'm pretty sure or? they just counted the amount of people who went in and then counted the amount of people who went out. I don't know. That feels like it could be easy to miss somebody if that's all you do i mean i'm sure they did more but they're like very adamant about this like this is not questioned at all everyone who went in was accounted for coming out okay that's yeah okay what else do we got there's got to be more to this story there is but i (laughs) you you had your thinking face on i was thinking (laughs) um you're trying to solve it I can't solve this one. So, like I said, everyone who went in was accounted for coming out. The only person who wasn't was Brian. Okay. He was the only one they saw go in, but never caught him on any camera going out. Um, every, oh, even security cameras around the Ugly Tuna Saluna didn't pick up anything. And here's, like, the crazy thing about this. There are, like, an insane amount of cameras in this area because of it being like a college bar town area um yeah and just like crime uh according to an article in mel magazine columbus has more closed circuit surveillance cameras than cleveland cincinnati and toledo combined holy crap so those are the other three cities yeah big cities in ohio damn so like literally on the street that this bar is on yeah. there's cameras everywhere and he's not seen on one of them what the hell yeah um so as you can imagine police are stumped <laughs> yeah um police asked everyone who had been with brian that night to take a lie detector test which everyone did and passed except for brian's friend clint he refused to take the lie detector test which is a little bit weird, but again, we can't. I mean, you can't really judge someone for not taking a lie detector test. They're- Honestly, though, like knowing what I know, like as a true crime person, like they're not admissible in court, and yeah. they don't they don't necessarily register lies; they register stress. My so I, you didn't my I might to end my sentence. Sorry, I thought you they were- are notoriously unreliable. Yeah, so like I don't think I would do one yeah would you no but i don't think i would either i, I also would think, be too nervous i also think i'd immediately contact a lawyer and make myself look suspicious by immediately contacting a lawyer well you're like kind of damned if you do or damned if you don't yeah in that situation unfortunately so, yeah. unfortunately um so i mean like a lot of people see this as like weird like his brian's brother 
doesn't really like this. Um, I mean, I think I would too if if you went missing and one of your friends yeah. that was with you that night was like, I'm not taking it. Yeah. I'd be like, what are you doing? Um, and I'll get into that in a second. But okay. uh, they talked to the two women that Brian was seen talking to outside of the bar. You know, the last footage of him going and then he looked... Yeah went back to the bar that was the last time he was spotted on camera. yeah um, so there weren't cam- they weren't able to give him any useful information either okay were there n- were there not cameras inside the bar i couldn't see anything i because that feels weird right it does kind of feel weird but you would think at least maybe if you're like well we have literally the one entrance covered like yeah but you would think that like over the bar yeah, I guess I don't know, like, back in 2006 what the, yeah. the protocol was, but it doesn't sound like there was any actual cameras in the bar. Okay. Okay, now, okay, like I said, can't judge Clint for not taking the lie detector test. Not at all. But Randy's brother, Derek, did state that after Brian disappeared, Clint was heard speaking negatively about Brian to many people. This raised suspicion that he could have been involved in Brian's disappearance, but no ever evidence has ever been found linking him to the crime. Another well, person did come forward and say that Clinton Brian actually had a fight that night at the bar, but this has never been like corroborated. Co- yeah, corroborated. Corroborated. <laughs> so I feel like that's just a really bad look. You know, like you're friend or yeah me goes missing and then you sit and talk shit about them like that's just not a that's not a cute look yeah yeah not a good move there friend now another quick theory about clint is maybe he helped brian walk away from his life and that's why he didn't want to take the lie detector test um but again no evidence points to brian just walking away so that's another theory that's been thrown out there that maybe he like actually knows more than he is saying, but it's like not, he doesn't, he didn't do anything to him, but yeah. he helped him walk away. But I just want to point out, I don't think, and I don't think, I don't, I don't think, and I don't think the police think that Brian just walked away from his life. Okay. It, and like, if he, he seems like he was pretty close with his family and like after a family tragedy, you tend to. I mean, thankfully, neither of us have lost either our parents. Right. Like, I can just imagine that that would bring you closer rather than put you further apart. What am I hearing? It's a truck. The truck. Oh, your neighbor's truck. Okay. I was like... Every Sunday. I, well, I thought it was just in the headphones, so, like, that's why I lifted. Yeah. Um. Okay, so again, police looked into Brian leaving himself or um, possibly being suicidal. He did just lose his mom. Yeah. Um, he was in medical school, which is not easy. No, very stressful. Um, but his friend said that Brian was actually handling the death of his mother fairly well, and he was doing well in school, so they're, it, they just, like, you know doesn't really make sense he was also planning to propose to his girlfriend on the trip to miami so he is actively planning for the future and that usually isn't a sign of usually doesn't track i mean we can't say like for sure that that proves that he wasn't suicidal but right you know he had he had some like exciting stuff coming up in his life yeah statistically people who commit commit suicide what die by suicide right 
is that die by die by suicide, suicide. um don't have plans for the future because they're like i'm not going to be here anyways right so um with this information and the fact that the ugly tuna saluna was in a high crime area police decided that it was most likely that brian had been met with some sort of foul play that's kind of what i'm leaning towards yeah as well. me too now brian's father randy was having a really hard time with this disappearance of his son yeah. he literally had lost his wife like three weeks before yeah i can imagine and now he's just like desperate to find brian oh god that's so sad um, i know he went as far to consult a psychic who told him that brian's body was resting in water near a bridge and because of this randy actually spent hours waiting in the olentangy river in columbus with a search party oh but they never God. found anything that was connected to brian that or so brian sad. himself yeah that is so sad Along with Brian's father, Randy, Randy doing everything it could to help find Brian. Brian's girlfriend, Alexis, was also desperate for new, any news of her boyfriend. Um, she was actually calling his cell phone every single night, just hoping that we would pick up and answer. But every night, the phone went straight to voicemail. Oh. One night um, in September, so six months after he disappeared... Alexis was making her nightly call when all of a sudden the phone actually rang three times before going to voicemail. She obviously tried calling again, but no one answered. Now, the police were able to pick up a ping from Brian's phone that was able to be traced to Hilliard, Ohio, which is just about 14 miles from Columbus. Okay. Um, unfortunately, though, this excitement was short-lived because when the police talked to the cell phone carrier, they said it was more than likely a glitch in the system rather than Brian turning on his cell phone for a short time or someone turning on his cell phone for a short time. Mm. Police have never found Brian or his body, and this case is still open today. Brian's dad, Randy, passed away in 2008 during a freak accident when a tree branch fell on top of him. Oh my god, his poor brother. I know, without ever knowing what happened to his oldest son. After Randy's death, his obituary was posted to the the Columbus Dispatch, which is like the newspaper, um, online, and one comment piqued a lot of people's interest. A comment on the obit said, quote, to dad, love Brian. And then it says U.S. Virgin Islands, end quote. This comment was obviously investigated and it was found to have been posted in Franklin County, Ohio, where Columbus is located and it was assumed to have been an online troll. That is so terrible. Yeah. Like, leave this poor family alone. Yeah, they've been through enough. They've, this poor boy is all by himself now. Like... You're, you expect, I, I mean, okay, I don't know you do, but I certainly expect to have a very long life with my sisters. Yeah. Like, you know, I expect, like, we lose our parents and then we have another 40 years. Because I, well, I don't have to go that long without mom and dad. <laughs> I know. I'm just assuming that, like, we stay healthy and medicine gets better and life expectancy goes up. But I don't know if that, you know, that's just an assumption. But, like, I just, I don't know. It just seems so sad that he's all by himself now. Yeah. Like, you expect to have your siblings there for so much more of your life, and he just doesn't. And that yeah. makes my heart so sad. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that is the story of the disappearance. Let's get into, I'm sorry. Who is texting me? 
It's a group message. I was hoping it wasn't pinging. Nope, you can hear it. I'm so sorry, you guys. It's... Is it the girls? It's Allie's birth... Our little sister's birthday. Oh, was it the family? No, it... And, um, like, they're planning a little birthday dinner, like, for her tomorrow. So I'm in that group chat. Oh, okay. Um... Sorry, you guys. Happy birthday, Alpel. Um, okay, so let's get into theories. I just muted that chat, so hopefully okay. it'll stop pinging. Um, That's so funny, though. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so the first theory about Brian's disappearance is that he was able to slip out of the bar unnoticed by the cameras. Maybe he stayed up late chatting to like one of the band members. Remember, he wanted yeah. to be a musician, so yeah. maybe he just stayed up late chatting to one of the band members as they packed up and you know staff maybe had already locked the front doors so we walked out the back with the staff and band members um but this has been ruled out because even if the staff like used the same entrance or didn't use the same entrance as the patrons brian wasn't seen leaving the bar on any of the surveillance cameras surrounding the bar yeah so again i couldn't 100 percent figure out if there was a staff entrance or like a back entrance i'm assuming there is i feel like there legally there has, has to, to be, be because of more than one fires. entrance yes but even if there wasn't cameras directly from this ugly tunis luna yeah there were cameras in the area that were focused on well, and it would be almost impossible with the number of cameras in that area. In that area. To there's, go anywhere There's cameras all around that building. There's something, right? I actually think... Let me see. Did you put the number, do you think? No, I didn't. Okay. I thought I saw... So I know there is for sure... Okay, yes. I do talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so there is for sure another entrance, and we'll get to it. Okay. And I know for sure this other entrance has a camera from another business, and the camera is pointed directly, directly at, the, at door. the door okay so there's no way so there's no way even if he, like they would have seen him go out that door maybe he did what all the marvel movies do when they're disguising a character they put a baseball hat on them and then no one knew who they were maybe he apparated Ooh, <laughs> he's a wizard okay um another theory was that brian possibly dressed up in a disguise and snuck out of the bar that way. Like I said, like Marvel. Yeah. But like <laughs> I stated before, police had literally accounted for everyone going in and everyone coming out. So even if they would have, if he would have dressed up, they would have been like, wait a sec, who, who is, is this, this person? person? Yeah. We don't see them going in, but we see them coming out. Okay. Because that, like, that was like my first thought too, is like, maybe he did throw on a hat and like kept his head down and, and the changed other his jacket. Thing or people said was even if he was able to sneak out from the cameras, he was with friends and he didn't have a jacket or a hat or a bag. Like, what would he have yeah. had to change into? Unless he's just, like, stealing it from other patrons. Yeah. Which, which would be weird. Very weird. And especially because, like, if my jacket went missing, I would probably be like, where Where's the hell's my, my jacket? jacket? <laughs> yeah. So this theory has also been proven out or ruled out, I should say. Yeah. Which is the logical yeah. choice for that one <laughs> okay so another theory um is that brian took the emergency exit okay instead of the main exit and then it had fallen into a construction site now the only other exit besides the main one i talked about was this emergency exit so you would have had to go out the emergency exit exit door which would bring you to like a back area 
Um, and then there is like a big construction site there. So they were like redoing stuff. Okay. And they were like, A, this construction site was a mess and it was dark. So it would have been hard for him to even like navigate it without light. Yeah. And B, that camera is on that door. Yeah. So they would have seen him come out, even if he did make it through the construction site somehow. Yeah. Um, and then they're like okay well maybe he was like really drunk stumbled out this door fallen into a hole at the construction site and then the whole the construction workers came and like filled it with cement and he's buried there now but again like that's just like seems really unlikely that yeah they wouldn't have seen a body an entire body yeah that's what i was thinking too i was like the only thing that I could think of that would make that make sense to me and it's so far-fetched that there's no way it is this but like if they had poured cement and it was still wet and then he fell and then sank into the cement. oh yeah but that seems so unlikely. I don't know how long cement stays not very yeah and this was like you gotta think okay so it was Friday they probably left by five and this was by he was seen on cameras by at like 1 15 or 2 yeah, o'clock so um i it would it would have been dry by then because um mom wanted to do our handprints when we were kids mm-hmm. in cement in the backyard and they poured it too early so i couldn't get home and you couldn't get home from school to do it gotcha so now i mean this seems very far-fetched but we can't like completely rule this out the only way to rule it out would be to like dig up that whole construction site that's true so I'm going to say no, but, like, also we can't say no for a thousand percent positivity. We can say 98%. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Another theory is that maybe Ryan was drunk and had an accident at the bar where he somehow died and wanting to avoid lawsuits, the staff snuck his body out. But again, how? And that seems really unlikely <laughs> that you're going to get every single person on your staff to agree to, agree to a, that. keep their mouth shut and B, actually do that. And if they didn't sneak his body out, maybe it's hidden in the building somewhere still. But again, like, but you would where, how, that. and it's the building, it, the bar's closed now. So yeah. I'm assuming something else probably took that space. Yeah. You would think like. Yeah, that just well, doesn't like, seem likely to me either. Yeah, and you would smell it, yeah. unfortunately, unless they, like, mummified his body somehow, but that would be, like, some real bones shit, you know? And again, with surveillance cameras, kind of hard to sneak a body out with surveillance cameras. Unless you have a big keg that's empty. <laughs> I don't you think you can the- open those tops. I, I mean, what if it's a refillable keg? I don't know. I don't know how kegs work. Is that okay? okay um i don't drink beer i know another theory that went around was that maybe brian met with foul play in the bar somewhere and okay this one's funny (laughs) not what i was expecting this is like a very far-fetched like reddit theory kind of oh okay and they talk about it on the crime junkie podcast too if you're a fan club member i am not they talk about it but there's this it's called the taylor swift theory Basically, there is a theory on the internet that to avoid paparazzi, her security put her in a large suitcase and, like, brings her, da- like, the suitcase down, puts oh it god. in a van, and then they, like, unzip her. Oh my god, So that's there's amazing. this theory that maybe 
he was put into one of the cases from the band. From the band. Okay. Put in the like freight elevator, brought down, and was ruled out that way. So kind of like my theory about the keg, but more likely. But like again, like this just so far fetched. Yeah. Um. Now again, here's a fun little theory case we've talked about before um the smiley face killers oh oh yeah although brian does match the potential victims that the smiley face killers typically target we can't link him to this at all because brian's body has never been found it also feel like typically smiley face killers bodies are found yes in some sort of body of water yes and this just isn't true in this case well and were there any like smiley faces that were done in the area that you would yeah know about, so or? the smiley face killer theory did gain so much attention that the fbi even looked into the theory putting out a statement that they didn't believe brian is the victim of these killers um there was no smiley face found anywhere okay. in the area or anything like that so okay. oh uh, okay the Ugly Tuna <laughs> Saluna closed its doors in 2016, taking with it any possible clues that could have been helpful in Brian's disappearance. Um, in 2021, police released an age progression of Brian to the public, hoping to bring up some new leads, but no new tips have ever come it up. So, that is the story of Brian Schaefer. That is the very bizarre story. So of- bizarre brian shaver it just doesn't make sense no it doesn't because he literally just vanishes like with a you i'm sure when the police got this case and they were like oh the last place he was was the ugly tuna saloon i bet they were like yes "Yes, thank god okay we know there's so many cameras in that area we're gonna be able to like track track him him." yeah and then they were like well the universe was like lol jokes on you yeah so Ugh. Really? I just feel so, so sad for his brother. Weird. Like, poor thing. And, like, his dad dying and like, that freak accident. Like, what the heck? This poor family. Yeah. It's all around weird. And I yeah. don't even... I can't even, like, tell you what I think my theory is because I think he was met with foul play I do too. somehow. I do, too. And that's as far as I can go with it. Yeah, because I, I can't figure out what they would have done with the body. Yeah. Because, like, you can't dispose of a body, like, dismember a body without leaving some sort of a trail. And, like, if you're in a bar, you're not the only one there. Right. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. It just, I, I got nothing. I, I got either. nothing. I don't either. <laughs> So if you guys have any theories or thoughts, I'm um, sure you're smarter than we are. So like, I'd love to hear it. Uh, one cool thing, um, Brian had a Pearl Jam, which is a band tattoo. Yeah. And at a Pearl Jam concert, not too long after he went missing, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, like at the concert in Ohio, like gave a little shout out like if you know anything or anything like that about this case like here's what you can call so i thought that was kind of interesting that's really classy i like that yeah um i also went down a very deep rabbit hole (laughs) after doing this because um on the wikipedia there's like other disappearances where they're last seen on surveillance camera yeah so i like looked into some of those 
kind of interesting the the one that happens at that one hotel with um in california the elisa lamb oh elisa lamb that one just boggles my brain i do not understand what happened yeah that one's weird um that one actually wasn't one of the ones though really yeah so if you guys don't know that story, I'm pretty sure um, that's why we drink covers it. I'm pretty sure everyone knows that story. Yeah. Well, just in case. Okay. For some reason, I didn't write down my sources, but oh, I just bro. did a quick Google. So. Okay. Um. I yeah. I did listen to the Crime Junkie podcast episode. I don't say I wouldn't say like I got a lot of information there. It's kind of more of like a refresher a refresh, yeah. of the story. Um. But www.dispatch.com, um, allthingsinteresting.com, Wikipedia, um, columbusnavigator.com, Mel Magazine, and then the other one. Do you want to see the socials really quick? It was, yeah. I just have to so look up where I got the our, Columbus crime. Our socials are um, Instagram is MW Madness Podcast. Uh, Facebook group is Midwest Madness Podcast. Gmail is mwmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can reach out to us on any of those, and we're both in the Facebook group. So if you want to send DMs, I'm fine with that. Are you fine with that? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Where I got the crime stats was columbuspolice.org, and they actually okay. had a really cool website. It was I could literally see every single crime. <laughs> That's cool. But, and like what it was and what happened. It was kind of fun to look at. You could probably get other stories from there. Mm, probably. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's what I got going on this week. Well, that was a good one. I'm glad you did it before I did. Yeah. Because that would have been a bummer. It would have been really sad. Uh, yeah. Cause that's a, it's a, it just doesn't make sense. The no. whole story just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Cause where the hell do you go? Dis- disappearances really just i mean some disappearances though like make sense or you can have like solid theories about it but this one it's like we have visual evidence of people and then he just is not it's like in front of your eyes he just vanishes right you know what i mean like it just doesn't make sense yeah it's weird um okay well that's that i guess this was longer <laughs> than i thought it was gonna be so yeah. uh typical yeah no no shock there uh we will release a mini episode on friday yep. so be on the lookout for that Yay. and we will see you next tuesday all right bye